All right, welcome into the Render Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and I'm so excited to get into today's episode all about how to have an intentional summer with your kids or with your family in that matter. Sometimes summer can be really tough with different schedules than the normal school year, and so I'm hoping that this episode is going to be really beneficial for you to focus on how do you have an intentional summer with your kiddos because different than the school year. So get a notebook, get a pen. You might want to write some of this down. These are some of my tried and true ways to be intentional with my kids. So I'm excited to get into this episode with you. Hi there. You're listening to The Render Podcast, a business podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, and I'm a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business. I've been in the event industry and am wildly passionate about education for small businesses and teaching others through the mistakes we've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. I am sure there are listeners today that have kiddos home from school that they normally don't have home uh, during the normal school year. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about some of my strategies that I've used with my own kids. For those of you that might not know, I've got two kiddos of my own. I have a four-year-old, my daughter named Briley, who is super into dressing up like Disney princesses or really any costume she can get her hands on, and playing with Barbies. Um, And then my son, who is seven years old and absolutely loves Legos, he's also super into video games, which I allow a little bit during the summer, but uh, try to steer away from as many video games as possible during the school year. And then I also have my boyfriend's son, uh, Kaysen, who is super sweet And also is into some of the same things my son is into as well with Legos and video games. And um, both really love to play outside in the sports, which here in Texas, when it is literally feels like a thousand degrees outside right now, I think is a nice day. I'm recording this a week before it airs. And I think we actually got the last couple days. It's been actually pretty nice. It's been about 90, 95 degrees, which I know to some of you listening seems like that's really hot. And sure, it definitely is hot, but typically in the summer. And um, we're going to go into this next week. And then uh, the last couple weeks, it's been about 110 degrees. So we'll take 95 any day over 110 degrees. But doing sports outside can sometimes be a little bit of a challenge, especially when it's hot outside and we want to stay hydrated and, you know, not faint. Um, But those are my children that I get the joy to spend my time with. Um, And during the summer is a little bit different than during the school year. During the school year, they go to school uh, Monday through Friday during the days, and that allows me to come to work and get what I need to get done here. And then we, of course, have evenings and weekends together. But during the summer, um, our kids all have different parents. And so some of that time is spent with their other parents and some of the the summers with us. Because all of our kids have different parents, um, sometimes the routine and the schedules don't exactly line up. So sometimes we have one child at home. Sometimes we have two and sometimes we have all three. So summertime just seems like it could be. A little stressful, but we have set up some routines that 
make it not as such. And so I'm going to share those with you today. But that's a little bit background on my uh, kids and the life that we live. Um, And we also, for reference, because we're talking about summertime and kids, we live in an apartment, um, which is a little bit different than a house for those of you who are in a house or have been in an apartment before. We don't have a big backyard like some people do. And so we have to be creative with what we do. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that as well. And so the first thing that I want to cover, though, today with you is understanding different personality types with your kids and what they might need from you. I am a big fan, and I've talked about it on the podcast a few times before, of the Enneagram uh, personality test. There's so many different ones. There is Enneagram. There's the 16 personalities, strengths finders, the disc test, so many different ones. But my favorite is the Enneagram because I think it gives just a little bit of a fuller perspective on the Enneagram personality type numbers. I'll review them real quick for you, and you might already know what you are, um, but looking at it from a children's perspective and trying to figure out what personality your children are has been helpful for me because I can understand them a little bit more and then also reason with them. So the different Enneagram numbers there are is the Enneagram number one, which is the perfectionist. There's the Enneagram two, which is the helper. Enneagram three is the high achiever The Enneagram four is the individualist. Enneagram number five is the investigator. Enneagram number six is the loyalist. Enneagram number seven is the adventurer. Enneagram number eight is the challenger. And Enneagram number nine is the peacekeeper. And so there's a few different things that go into each of those aspects, and I encourage you to look that up. We'll link in the show notes a good resource for Enneagram numbers and understanding that. But I think understanding or having a best guess at what your child's Enneagram number is or even just understanding their personality a little bit more is going to help you understand what do they actually need from you and how they communicate And this is not only good to do just during the summer, but understanding this throughout the summer and the school year is really important. It might actually help some of you overcome those morning battles or evening routines that sometimes we have challenges with as parents. So that's the first thing that I want to encourage you to do is understand what personality your children may lend more towards. And then read up a little bit more on that. So if your child is an Enneagram 2, understand some of their weaknesses and understand some of their strengths so that you can maybe help plan a little bit more for those tough times or those uh, moments of impact you can make in your children's lives. Another thing that I want to cover is that um, I heard this the other day on an Instagram post. And it said, you only get 18 summers with your kids. So savor the time and make memories. 18 summers. Man, if I think about my life and um, growing up, those summers went by real fast. And that was just from my perspective. It wasn't from my parents. And I don't know about you, but if you are a parent and you have children who uh, may be a few years or a handful of years older, the last few years have gone by really fast with our kids. My son, who is seven, I feel like he was born yesterday, and it feels like these last seven years have gone by so, so fast, and I only have 11 summers left with him. With my daughter, she's four. I only have 14 summers left with her. 
And then with my boyfriend's son, who's 10, we only have eight summers. We only have eight summers left with him. It's not very many. And so if we really think about that, we only have 18 summers with them. That made me realize that, man, I need to be a little bit more intentional with my summers with my kids. Because these are moments that if I remember growing up, the summertime is the most memories that I remember with my childhood. Um, Certainly there was memories that I have at school or memories that I had during the school year, during holidays and such. But the summertime is when I remember the most memories happening for me as a child. And so I would bet that in about 18 years or less that you ask your kid what memories he or she remembers, a lot of them will likely stem from the summertime. And so being intentional with this time is really important. If you're a mom like I am and you feel like your list for work is miles and miles and miles long, I want you to know that it is okay to step away and intentionally make those memories with your kids and just reprioritize your time during the summer. I've heard a few podcasts recently where people have a full week of work or full 40 hours worth of work and they're able to accomplish all of that work in the matter of two or three hours a day or max 15 hours a week. And I think during the summer, this is a great opportunity for us to try that out and see how we can be extremely efficient with our time and the tasks that are assigned to us as leaders and as as business women and men and understand how can we utilize our time really well over the summer and be there for our kids, be there to make the memories, but also not slack in our work responsibilities. If you have a flexible job or if you own your own business, this might be a little bit easier than those who work in a corporate building that have a pretty strict hours that they have to work. But nevertheless, I encourage you to figure out what does it look like to still get your work done, but maybe reprioritize your time a little bit during the summer. I know for myself, my summer hours shift a little bit with my kids' schedules, and I'm able to send them to daycare. I have to pay a little bit more during the summer for daycare than I do during the year, but I send them to daycare over the summer for specific days that I can focus on my work. And that might mean that I have to do a little bit of work in the evenings or maybe on the weekends a little bit more because I'm not able to do that as much during the summer weekdays. And so that's what I mean by restructuring your time. Maybe it looks like putting in a few hours during the day and a few hours in the evening. And unfortunately, that's maybe what it has to be. But know that it's only a season. Summer is only a season. It's only two or three months worth of time. And it's okay to reprioritize that during the summer. And so if you are an Enneagram 3 like I am, sometimes our list of to-dos and tasks can seem overwhelming and they can uh, feel like this big burden that we have while we're still trying to make time for our kids. And I'll be vulnerable with you for a minute here. As a mom, it feels a little bit Uh, tough for me to step away, go to work, and send my kids to daycare and come to my office to work. While I know that it's important and the work that I do is impactful and it's important and I need to be here for my team and for all of us collectively of of our team here, um, sometimes I feel a little bit of regret taking my kids to daycare or having a babysitter for my kids and not making those summer memories that I got to have as a child. 
know that it's okay to say no to certain things during the summer, whether it be summer activities or whether it be some tasks that you need to do over the summer, as long as you reprioritize those and make sure you can uh, do those really well. Also during the school year, there is lots of routine. There's plans, there's routines, there's um, you know what is expected of you and your kids. But during the summer, that's typically not the case. During the school year, you typically will have a morning routine. You got to get up at a specific time, get out the door at a specific time, and be at school at a specific time. And same thing with pickup, and then you've got dinner and maybe showers or baths in the evening, and maybe you read a story every night before you go to bed. Whatever it is for you, you typically have a routine and you have things that you know are going to happen Monday through Friday and sometimes on the weekends as well. But during the summer, those kind of get flushed out the door, if you know what I mean. You don't have as many routines during the summer. And so one thing that I would encourage you on is to keep one or two of those routines to keep going through the summer. Bedtime might be a little bit later during the summer than it is during the school year. But if you typically read a book or if you typically take a shower before bed or whatever is in your evening routine, I encourage you to keep one or two of those things during the summer so it doesn't feel so different than the rest of the year. And then I also encourage you to prepare your kids maybe the night before or in a weekly family meeting of what that week is going to look like because I bet your summer is similar to ours. Week in and week out, it might look different across the board. This week, we might be going on vacation. Next week, they might be going to daycare. And the week after, we might be spending at home. And so if you can prepare your kids as much as possible in advance, there's maybe a little less frustration that happens on your kid's side. (laughs) There might be a little less confusion. There may be even a few less tears if you can set some expectations and some boundaries around those if you know what might be different going into the week or maybe the day before. Some of you also have to work during the summer. I realize and I know full well because I'm in the same boat that you can't just take off work just because your kids don't have school. And so you might have to work still during the summer. And that is by all means a very normal thing. Please don't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm the only one in my friend group that has to work during the summer. Girlfriend, I'm right there with you. I have to work still as well. And so I have a couple tips and strategies that might help you during the summer not feel like you are being regretful of not being with your kids or not feeling like you're not getting your work done either. So the first thing that I have for you is if you have the ability to hire a babysitter or maybe have some family friends or family come and help you with your kids, I encourage you to make them feel prepared for the day. These people who are going to come in and help you, whether it be a babysitter or friend, or family members, they're not used to your routine. So just like you would with a normal babysitter for maybe a date night or something, prepare them for the day ahead. Um, Prepare them with meals. Prepare them with activities. Prepare them with things you can and can't do, or maybe some rules that you have around, let's say, video games. (laughs) Figure out what those are and prepare your helper, whether it be a babysitter, friend, or family member, Prepare them for that because it's going to be likely a few more hours than just a date night where they have to put the kids to bed at a certain time. Another way is to communicate with your kids that 
hey, you know what, mom or dad, we've got uh, some work that we've got to get done. We have to focus on a few things, but we're going to do this thing tonight all together. And I'm so excited about it. So communicate with your kids that you've got some work, but you're going to come right back and you guys are going to have a blast doing whatever it is that you're going to do. It could be as simple as we're going to go out to dinner to CeCe's and have a fun pizza night as a family. Um, it, it might be, hey, we're going to have a picnic uh, over you know, a movie this evening on the living room floor. Super cheap things that you do not have to make a big, uh, big you know, celebratory thing around, but give them something to look forward to do to do with you and not just with babysitter or grandma or grandpa. And then if you have work that you have to do and you don't have the ability to go to Starbucks or you don't have the ability to go to a office or maybe you don't have the ability to hire someone to help you with your kids, try to figure out a place in your living situation, whether you're at a home or an apartment or anywhere, figure out where you can focus on that, but also be present for your kids when needed. So whether that looks like giving them a little extra screen time and watching a movie or playing video games or doing something that uh, keeps them occupied while you focus on doing something with work, um, do so in an area where you can focus, but also keep tabs on your kids if they need you. It's okay to do that. Um, I know that there are maybe people on Instagram or in your you know, community of, of people around you that say, oh, well, you shouldn't have movies for your kids or you shouldn't put them in front of a screen so you can get something done. I'm here to tell you, your kids are going to live. It's okay. You can sit them down in front of a TV. You can sit them down in front of video games and it's going to be okay. They're going to be all right um, while you focus and get some stuff done around your house or with work. And then another thing that I've seen on Instagram kind of over the last few years is these things called busy boxes. And what they are is it's really just a special box full of things that will keep your kids busy. So this is a great alternative if you don't want them in front of a screen is having these busy boxes where you fill them with uh, maybe beans and um, maybe thick straws and you encourage them to stuff the straws with the beans. Or maybe it's some string and some noodles, dry noodles, and you encourage them to make a necklace out of that. Um, so many different options, and I will tell you Pinterest is a great option to get ideas from, but having these busy boxes might also be a great idea for you, especially if you've got little ones at home. Sometimes putting them in front of a movie doesn't last more than 20 minutes, and you have something that you have to do more than 20 minutes long. And so having them maybe watch a movie for 20 minutes and then having this busy box for them and then maybe they go back to watching the movie a little bit might be helpful for them or for your kids that might have ADHD or ADD or um, have something that they need to keep themselves busy. Putting them in front of a TV to watch a movie plus having them do something like a busy box or having something to do with their hands can be really helpful instead of them just watching a movie and then interrupting you every two seconds. I only say this because I have a child with ADHD and sometimes it's tough to get, get that child to sit down and, uh, and do their work. And so those are just some ideas. Um, I know I mentioned at the top of this episode that I live in an apartment and um, there might be some of you that live in an apartment as well, which is all well and good. Sometimes we have to do that if we can't get a house. And what that means is you don't have a backyard that you can have your kids go play with Nerf guns in the backyard or water balloons in the backyard. 
And so you might have to be a little bit more creative. Maybe you go to a park once a week or twice a week. Maybe you go play basketball on a local basketball court in the evenings once the sun goes down or once it goes a little bit down but you still have the light out. Maybe you send up to go to a pool. Maybe you have a pool in your apartment complex or you go to a community pool. It might take a little bit more effort and a little bit more uh, planning for you in an apartment than it does for someone in a house. But um, know that it is possible to still have a very intentional summer with your kiddos while you still also work and get your priorities done at work as well. It's possible because I can tell you right now that after the seven years that I've been doing it, my kids have so many memories over the summer and we still have an incredible relationship together, even though mom might have to work a little bit more um, than spending time with them. So um, I just want you to feel that it's okay to have things for your kids to do while you get some work done. Um, I would love to personally get to a point where I can only work a couple days out of the week and spend my other time with my kids um, over the summer. That's a goal of mine someday. I'm just not at that point right now, at, at, you know, at, at this point in my life yet. So all of that to say, I'm, I'm encouraged by this episode. I hope this is encouraging for you and has given you maybe a starting point to how you can be intentional with your kids this summer and gives you some good ideas around that. If this has been an episode that you have learned something or you feel encouraged by this, I encourage you to send this episode to another friend that might need to hear it. I know this is not very business related, which is our typical podcast episode, but this is something that I think could be encouraging to another parent friend of yours. And so I encourage you, if this has been helpful for you to send this off to one of your friends that might want to hear it as well. And if you resonated with anything on today's episode, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts. We get to hear from you through that channel and we get to choose episodes based on what you guys are liking and not liking. So thank you for tuning into today's episode all about being intentional with your kids. Now go out there, go love on your kiddos and be intentional with them this summer. 